Welcome to the FHE Podcast, hosted by Amy and Maddie. We are the Fruity Horny Exmos. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to the FHE Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. <laughs> that you've chosen to spend this hour with us. <laughs> yes. Um, and Amy is leading our topic today. But before we begin, I have some good news. What's that? My good news is yesterday <gasps> I submitted my official resignation from the church. So Woohoo! that's exciting. That is exciting. It'll still take a couple months probably yeah. for it to be like fully processed and everything. But I did submit it. Yeah, so, so that's we're really, my good news. really excited about that. Yep. So hopefully before the end of 2022, mm -hmm. it'll yeah, be so done. I can start 2023 off strong. That's right. So, and I, because I have been getting like a lot of texts and emails about my records for my Provo Word that I only went to twice, I think, maybe yeah. three times. I don't remember. Checks out. But yeah, they're like, hey, where can we, where can we move your records? And I'm like. Baka. To hell. Yeah. I did tell one. I was like, I'm actually in the process of removing my record, so you don't need to worry about it. And they were like, hell yeah. cool, thanks. Let me know if you need anything. And I was like, nope. Fuck off. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So proud. So proud of you, Mads. Thank you. That's Giddy. all that I had to say before we began. Um, There was another piece of good news that happened yesterday. Oh, Yes. Okay, I will do it. Okay. Yesterday, um, I surprised Amy and I gave her her ring. Um, so in other words, Maddie proposed to me yesterday. I proposed to Amy yesterday. Cutie. I mean, it's it's just weird because yeah. we were already engaged. You proposed to me first. Yeah. But I still was going to do something cute. So. And it was cute. Yeah. And she surprised me last minute. Which is the best way to surprise me. Yeah. And I came home and she'd made dinner and she got me roses and some goodies and <laughs> had candles and a heart on our coffee table and made a cute little slideshow of pictures of us <laughs> and our cute kitties. Yeah. And um, I cried like the whole time. So <laughs> I cried a little too. Yeah. It's scary. It Even is scary. Even though we live together and we're already getting married, but... Yeah. Yeah. But and yesterday was the is the day that we're getting married next year. So yeah. I thought it would be sweet if I did it on that day. And it was sweet. And so. mostly our the ring came a lot earlier than either of us thought. Yeah. So it said November to January and then it showed up like a week later. So I was like not yeah. prepared. Like mid October. Because <laughs> I was waiting for like the ring to see anyway, to make actual plans. I had a few yeah. ideas, but well, it anyway. worked. I mean, it worked out, obviously, but yeah, it was sweet. It was so. It was a good day yesterday. It was a good day yesterday. Amy, would you like to introduce our topic for the day? Absolutely, Maddie. So the topic for today's episode is the temple ceremony, and in the next episode, we're going to be talking about more where it came from and informed consent. Um, but this is going to be kind of just my own personal experiences with the temple. And also, what the fuck's going on in there? <laughs> so check out next week, too, to learn even more about it. And that's really interesting. If you find this week interesting, you'll definitely find the next episode interesting as well. I'm going to start it off, though, with my own experience going through the temple. So 
since Maddie hasn't gone through the temple ceremony, I had a hard time getting to the temple to do my endowment. And what I mean by that is I didn't really feel the thing that you're supposed to feel. But my dad passed away in 2013. And before he passed away, my mom and dad were both temple workers in Ohio. And at the time, the closest temple was two hours away. So in must have been 2015. Yeah, in 2015, I came home from the summer uh, from BYU-Idaho in between my semesters. And I was like, I think now's the time because I felt bad that my mom had to drive so far by herself. And um, so I like talked to my bishop and said, you know, I think I'm ready. <laughs> oh, well. But like also, <laughs> who fucking cares? Yeah. You know, when you say you want to do it, just let him fucking do it. I know. And God. I, I mean, I, I did not end up going through, but when I was living in Russia... For some reason, I was like super into the church and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, when I come back, I'm going to go through the temple because I didn't want to be one of those girls who goes through the temple right before she gets married. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to do that. Right. So that's so annoying. Yeah, it was honestly like I knew some girls that had had issues with it before where if they asked their bishop or stake president or whatever, if they could go through the temple that they couldn't or like that there was kind of like an unspoken rule that you weren't allowed to go unless you were going to go on a mission or get married Mm -hmm. or you were like really old and single so I didn't I didn't really want to you know do that um kind of like Maddie said I didn't really want to do it like right before I got married either um and also at that point in my life which is so funny looking back because I was like 23 (laughs) at this time I no, not like I was like 22. I don't remember. Um, but I was 22, and I remember saying to myself, "There's a good chance you'll never get married." And I because like, you were already 22, so you were yeah, and unmarried, so you were a spinster. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I need to like accept it now, and oh then I can God. like live a happier life. I remember feeling that way and thinking that, and so I was like, I don't need to wait anyway because I'm gonna be single. So. Anyway, so Little anyway, did Amy know you would get married not once but twice? I know, <laughs> and once was unfortunately in the temple, which was unfortunate. But <laughs> I mean, um, it's good because then we can talk about it. It's true. Yeah, that's why we're here. But I went to my bishop, told him I felt like I was ready to go through the temple to receive my endowment. And Ew. sorry, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> sorry. Um, and he was like, "Are you sure you don't want to wait?" Until you get married. Like, cause there's just something about the first person bringing you through the veil being your future husband. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. And he was like, hmm, I don't know. Because, and, and he was the father to one of my close, like church friends at the time. Um, and her name's Sarah, and she sadly passed away in the last couple of years from brain cancer, which was really sad. And the reason I mention that is that in this interview with her father, the bishop at the time, he was like, well, you know, Sarah's not married, and I would just, like, hate to think that she would go through the temple the first time without her future husband being the one like bringing her through the veil. And I was like, number one, this is about me. Number two, are you, why are you talking about your daughter who I'm friends with? 
like yeah about like the fact that she's single mm-hmm. and that you like are like lamenting it was weird vibes he's weird and also um did you know what the veil meant i mean not really yeah I mean, I knew that you had to go through the veil to get into the celestial room. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. Okay. But but it's just, like, especially sad now because, like, she believed in the church and then she died. Yeah. Like, in her 20s and she never went through. Yeah. So it's just, like, I don't know. To me, if someone wants to do it, like, I don't understand why you're going to stop them because that's, like, you know, the end all be all right uh-huh. is make Pretty it much. to the temple. I feel like the church says a lot of things that are the end all be all. True. <laughs> so yeah, hard true. to keep track. Um, but that but, is a big one. No, it definitely it definitely is a big one. And I just, yeah, I didn't understand why if I said I wanted to do it and I had a temple, re- like a regular te- temple recommend and I was already in my 20s, why you wouldn't just let me do it. Anyway, he didn't. <laughs> He said, well, let's just wait a year and see what happens. And I was like, fine, mm-hmm. I guess. So I go back to school for the, my last, for my senior year. And during that time, I met my college boyfriend. And I was like, this is why it was inspired that I was supposed to wait so I could do it with him. Ew. Plank? Yeah, Plank. <laughs> um, we refer to this ex-boyfriend of mine as Plank. Um, and sometimes I forget that's not his real name. I want to come up with names for my ex-boyfriend. We should do that sometime. That'd okay, be fun. Let's do it. It's so it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, but I dated him for eight months. That was the longest I dated someone at that point. I was like, this is that. Ew, no, it wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it definitely that was not it. No, so far from it. I swear <laughs> to God. So I graduated in April, and I was like, I'm gonna stay in Rexburg because. Plank's the one I'm supposed to marry. <laughs> so I'll just stay here. And then I like, kept the job that I had as a student. I like got an apartment there, all that shit. And then by Memorial Day, <laughs> I think two weeks after Memorial Day, we broke up. Yeah. So it didn't last long. Yeah. So I was back home before um, the end of June, I think. <laughs> um, And so then when I went home, I was like, okay bishop hello i want to go through the temple it's been a year Mm -hmm. and he still kind of tried to talk me out of it and i was like no you said let's wait a year yeah so this didn't work out waited a year dated guy didn't work out gave it my fucking all (laughs) truly you you really did i know i did I taught that man how to rebrush his teeth i know you. that was one of the lowest of the lows in my dating life Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> and I had to teach him how to kiss in general. And he almost had like a panic attack when I asked to kiss with tongue. It was so weird. I don't you? have time for that today. Yeah, that's anyway, a story for another time. That was just a low point in my life. So I thought, what's going to make this better going through the temple? Um. So anyway, like finally got the bishop to sign off. And then I went and talked to the stake president. And he was like, chill and honestly that stake president was like the more liberal stake president i think that my stake had ever seen um he was like yeah i love that and it was like that was it so it was really just bishop roulette yet again where he was like i don't know anyway so i went through the temple um but i had to do it quickly because i decided i wanted to do it on july 29th which was my dad's birthday and or i just don't I'm, i don't remember why 
we like had to rush through it. So I didn't actually do temple prep. Um, I mean, I've heard that it doesn't really prep you. Oh, it doesn't. So. It doesn't actually matter. But yeah. they they want you to do like six weeks of temple prep. But there's no reason. Mm-hmm. Like I literally got a crash course, like a 45 minute crash course one Sunday by my <laughs> prom dates, you know, from high school. His dad wow. gave it to me. And then my prom date, Jordan, was there, too, because he was like, I'll just come hang. And like hmm. he had like gone on a mission <laughs> and stuff. Um, Random. So, or he was going to go on a mission. I don't remember. But um, anyway. So he had gone through. So I think he'd gone through. And then his, yeah, his dad was like super chill and just kind of gave me the crash course. But he really was like, I mean, what you need to know is that, you know, what some of the things you're going to see will look kind of peculiar. But Mormons fucking love the word peculiar. I know. They oh really do. God. A peculiar people. God, I hate that. No, it's fine. That's what they say. No, I know, but I still hated it. Yeah. It, it's okay. Um, But he was like, just keep in mind that these rituals and like signs and symbols and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, Like these came from like Adam and Eve's time. Wow. So like ancient time. So wow. just just know that that's why it looks strange in modern day. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Um, so anyway, I did it. I mean, it is just as fucking weird as they say it is. <laughs> as like, you know, other ex-Mormons have said. It's strange. Um, and I remember like we had a few people from the ward that I was like pals with. I remember they just kind of like, I mean, everyone just like watched me the whole time to kind of be like, what does she think? Yeah. You know? And first off, you just sit in a room for like an hour and watch a video and all, and they have like four iterations of the video and they all are the same thing. But one's like from the eighties, one's from like 2000, one's from like 2010. And then one's like the most recent. And doesn't the Salt Lake Temple do like live Yes. performances they do a live endowment or whatever um and i've never gone to i yeah. never went to one of those Damn. but <laughs> i've heard i mean they're longer yeah and i i mean i think i would have stayed awake a lot easier <laughs> but it's just like you just sit in the room and you just like watch about the creation of yeah. the earth and you like learn about how adam and eve are in the garden of eden and they get and then you know eve gets tempted and blah 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 <laughs> whatever yeah and it's just a lot and it's just boring and then after that they talk about like the signs and symbols of blah 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 and so you move from one room the first room where you watch the movie to the second room so it's like the three rooms represent the three degrees of glory wow so the second room is where you do most of the stuff and there's like an altar there i think to me the creepiest part (laughs) was the prayer circle yeah and when you hear people saying oh i'm gonna put your name on the prayer roll you don't think it's gonna be what it is (laughs) i think yeah i didn't think that that's what it was yeah but but it's terrifying it's really strange and my name on the prayer roll i know but for the prayer roll they have just like this fabric bag of names that people have called and submitted 
They put him in a bag and they set the bag on the altar and everyone stand like they ask for volunteers and so they need an equal amount of men and women to go up and you have to like stand in this odd position touching the stranger next to you. I can't remember if that's when you say, oh, God, hear the words of from my mouth or whatever. I don't remember if it's that or if it's a different part. <laughs> but, like, you stand there and you do a few things where you, like, raise your arms. And it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. And, like, I got, like, they were like, you should do it. It's your first time. So, so you did it? So I did it my first time. And I was like, what the fuck's happening? It was just weird. And it's weird that women have to, like, wear veils and yeah, stuff. Like, I hate that. And just all the clothing is strange. And luckily, I had seen the clothing previously because one of my sisters-in-law was a convert at the time. Now she's ex- Exmo. Hell yeah. Um, but she did the, the temple, like, I think the night before she got married. Um, The night before? Yeah. So she, like, did it, like... In the evening, the day before, and then in the, I think it was like midday the next day, they got married. So it was like too, it's too much. Yeah, too much too soon. Yeah. That would be a lot. I know. She was like really nervous about it. And my mom was a temple worker at the time. And though you're not supposed to, like you're not even supposed to see what the the sacred temple mm-hmm. clothes are. Like my sister-in-law was just really anxious and nervous about it. She's like a very anxious person. And especially about this thing, I was like, yeah, you, I mean, you have every right to be anxious about this. It's like so like tight lipped and it's sacred. So we don't talk about it. No, it's fucking weird. That's why you don't talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, so I was there and my mom showed my sister-in-law some like the temple clothes and kind of like explained Mm -hmm. like how you wear it essentially. So that wasn't surprising. But at the very end, after the prayer circle, then you have to do... This like long spiel of like how to get into the celestial kingdom. You have to do all the signs and symbols that you just learned. Or and you learn those in the temple. You so like you in the first like in the first room, right? Yeah. So in the well, in the first and second room. Okay. So in the first room, you learn that you're going to learn about these signs and symbols. Okay. And then in the in the first room, I think you learn one, and then in the second room, I think you learn the other two. Okay. So there's three. There's three. Okay. Then you have to do all three of them to get into the the celestial kingdom, to get to the celestial room. So there's just like a big long curtain like that they pull up and then there's like a veil behind it. And it has like certain holes like that they put their hands through because they're supposed to be representing G- like God. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> and uh, so and it's just so weird because like when they knock, they have like this little rubber mallet that they hit on this like on like a pole that's holding up the veil. And so it's like ding, ding, ding. What is it? Um, Or like something. And then it's like, <laughs> uh, this is Eve having been, I don't know, whatever, whatever um, brings this person. And then you have to say the temple name that you were given the first time you go through. Mine was Phoebe, but without the O, so Peeb. <laughs> no, it was Phoebe. Um, they said it out loud for me. Oh, yeah. Phoebe. Phoebe. Because I was like, what? Because they just wrote P-H-E-B-E. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they said Phoebe. I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, anyway, so then you have to say Phoebe. And if you do, but if you do it for someone else, then you, so because you can do like the endowment for someone yeah. else, then you would give their name. 
like their mm. real name, I think. Oh, okay. Or whatever. I don't remember. I only did this a handful of times. So um, what room does the name giving happen in? So before you go through the temple ceremony, you go into what they call the initiatories. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, sorry. I honestly forgot about that. So I was just curious. since I haven't done it. And yeah. I've, I've heard things. I've seen a few videos. I've seen some portrayals on television, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, what I've seen, like, in Under the Banner of Heaven, mm-hmm. pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the initiatories, um, basically, that's where you go in. Yeah, you get the new name for yourself or for the person that you're doing by proxy. <laughs> and then you go in this room... And it's kind of like, imagine a room that's blocked off into four sections. Like, and it's like a square room. Mm-hmm. And each corner is like its own section. And then there's like fabric curtains. Okay. Like. In, separating. Yeah, separating those four corners. Okay. Um, and then there's like a lady in each corner. Well, sorry. There's a lady in three of the corners. And the fourth one is like where you just can sit and wait if there's someone else in there, I guess. Um, but that's where you like, <laughs> they anoint you so that's the only time that women can give blessings is in the temple and they do that then um huh. so they put oil on your head and a give you a blessing does. yeah oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. um and then they do something with water too i think they used to wash your feet yeah i've heard that. i can't really remember they don't do that now but they yeah. have like a constant <laughs> like dripping faucet in there for them to like I can't remember what the fuck they do with it now. <laughs> anyway, so that's where you I mean, like. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So you <laughs> so, so you go through there, and that's where you like first kind of hear. Um, should I find the thing and read it? Yeah. Okay, this might be a long episode. I'm just gonna read the ceremony at the veil. Okay. Okay. Also, it's the second. It's like it's called the signs and tokens. I kept saying symbols. I couldn't remember the word tokens Mm -hmm. for some reason. But I'm just going to like kind of read the ceremony that they they do with the veil. So a a temple worker will motion to a patron to come up like row by row. So you just like wait. And so um, there's like several different parts on the veil. So multiple people can be going through. At the same time, a worker stands at each segment to introduce the patron to the quote unquote Lord who is on the other side of the veil. And then the worker gives three distinct taps with the mallet. Okay. So then the Lord says, what is wanted? That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. What is wanted? And they like say it like that. And then the worker says, Adam having like, but if it was like a woman, so I'll say say Eve. Eve. So yeah, Eve having been true and faithful in all things desires further light and knowledge by conversing with the Lord through the veil for, and so then, um, it would say for and in behalf of blank who is dead if you're doing it for, by proxy or mm-hmm. just by Ooh, yourself. Sorry. Um, I know. <laughs> same. And then the Lord says, present her at the veil and her request shall be granted. Ew. I know. Present her. Yeah, it's That's gross. disgusting. I, know. I hate it. Um, then the Lord gives the first token of the ironic priesthood through the opening in the veil. Um, and so these are like the handshakes that you hear about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the Lord says, what is that? <laughs> what's that this is triggering to me <laughs> um and then the patron says so then so then 
I would, right? Yeah. I would respond. But like they have the worker there with you the whole time to remind you what to say because this is so fucking long. Yeah. And I remember my mom was like so proud of herself once that she like remembered she mem- the whole thing. She memorized it. Of course like, she did. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> little overachiever. But it's, I mean, it's, it's long. So anyway, so the Lord's like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and then you would say the first token of the ironic priesthood. Ew. And the Lord says, has it a name? <laughs> the patron says, it has. And the Lord says, will you give it to me? And the patron says, I will through the veil. And that in the first token is because like there's a so there's signs and tokens. So it's really confusing and doesn't really make sense. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So then when you they're like, I'll give it through the veil. You give the new name. Mm-hmm. So for my instance, I said Phoebe. And then Beep. the and so and also keep in mind. Yeah. Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind when they give the first when they do the handshakes, they do it through the veil. So they put their hand through like a, one of the creepy holes cut out in the veil mm-hmm. and does this handshake to you. So you don't know who you're shaking hands with. So then they're like, what is that? The second to- token of the ironic priesthood has it a name. It has. Will you give it to me? I will through the veil. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then so there's two tokens for each priesthood. That's what it is. So okay. there's two tokens for ironic, which are the names, I think. And then the two tokens for Melchizedek are like called the sign of the nail is the first one. So it's confusing, right? I'm just going to kind of skip through that. Yeah, that's fine. It's like, what's that? The first token of the Melchizedek priesthood or sign of the nail. Has it a name? It has. Will you give it to me? Through the veil. Um, And then you say the sun. That's the first token of the Melchizedek priesthood. The the sun as in? Like the sun, S-O-N. Okay. Okay. And then the Lord gives the second token. What is that? It's called the second token of the Melchizedek priesthood, the patriarchal grip or sure sign of the nail. So patriarchal grip. (laughs) That's a band name. (laughs) True. Honestly, kind of slaps as a kind of slaps as a band name, (laughs) but in this context, disgusting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so or sure sign of the nail because Mm -hmm. when Jesus was on the cross. He got the nail is in his hands and also in his wrists mm-hmm. to make sure, right? So Ew. that's why the sure sign of the nail. Yeah. And then you say, and then the Lord's like, will you give it to me? And then, and then you say, I cannot. I have not yet received it. For this purpose, I've come to converse with the Lord through the veil. And then the Lord says, you shall receive it through the veil. So then, if you guys know anything about garments, um, <laughs> you'll know that there's a couple symbols on them. And these represent, it talks about it in this next part. That's right. Um, So (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to get into all this detail (laughs) because I really like, anyway, whatever. I think it's, I think it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. So keep in mind, like I said, the veil has several openings. Yeah. Right. So now what you do is (laughs) you, Put one of your arms through and they put one of their arms through to rest on each other's shoulders. Okay, so two holes up there <laughs> and then one down at like hand level and then you do the handshakes again through there. Mm-hmm. Each of those holes represent a different spot on your garments. Oh. So on the garments, you have a symbol on your like right shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then one over your left breast and then one over your navel. Hmm. 
Okay, so the holes are like kind of corresponding with that on your garments, I guess. So now this is where you get the second token of the Melchizedek priesthood. Um, and you learn the name of the token. And so the Lord reads it to you through the veil. Okay, and this is also something that you hear in the initiatory. Okay, so keep that in mind. This is not the very first time you've heard it. Okay. So um, this old man's touching you. <laughs> And he's reading and says, this is the name of the token. Health in the navel, marrow in the bones, strength in the loins and in the sinews, power in the priesthood be upon me and upon my posterity through all generations of time and throughout all eternity. And sinews? Then, yeah. <laughs> strength in the loins? <laughs> Leave my loins out of this. <laughs> Title? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, leave my that's, loins out of That's this. pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> and then the Lord says, what is that? <laughs> like, they don't fucking know. I know. Um, and I have to say it five yeah. million times. Yeah. And then you have to say the second token of the Melchizedek priesthood, the patriarchal grip or sure sign of the nail. And then the Lord says, has it a name? <laughs> it has. Will you give it to me? And then you say, I will, through the veil. And then you repeat it back. This is like comical. Like, I know. This could be a comedy. It could be. I, I know. Right? Or a fever dream. Feels like a fever dream. <laughs> so then um, after, you re after you say it, and keep in mind, the temple worker is sitting there just like feeding it to you because yeah. who the fuck remembers this? Yeah, this is a lot. It is. It's a lot. That's why it takes three fucking hours. Damn. Yeah. We're all busy people. Yeah. So then after you say that, the Lord says, that is correct. <laughs> and Ew. then you break the ceremonial embrace is what it's called. So you pull your arm out, you let go of the hands, and then the temple worker gives three more taps with the mallet. And the Lord says, what is wanted? <laughs> and then the worker says, Eve, having conversed with the Lord through the veil, desires now to enter his presence. And then the Lord says, let him enter. And then he like parts a section in the veil and the Lord like takes you by the right hand and gently pulls you through the veil into the celestial room. Hmm. Yep. And so then now and then it says additional note at this point, the ceremony is officially over and patrons are encouraged to sit or stand quietly in the celestial room and quote unquote, feel the spirit. The celestial room is lavishly adorned with mirrors, a, sh a crystal chandelier, lush chairs, sofas and carpeting all in light beiges and off white hues. Hmm. Okay, wait. So you said the worker says that at the end like eve yeah you don't say that no yeah so really like so the, the worker like introduces you to the lord hmm. and then you do all the shit yeah um and then after you do that shit then the then the worker is like eve wants to enter into your presence or whatever yeah um and then the lord's like come in it's disturbing. Yeah, that's it's so creepy. fucking weird. That could be a horror movie. It honestly could. Yeah, it's hmm. true. Um, also, I I did I found the the section about the prayer circle and and what they how they do it. Okay, and I just think it's really interesting. And like when you're in the second room, so in the first room there's a movie. Yeah. Then you go into the second room, and then they still play an audio recording, and it's like the voice of Peter who you hear in the movie. And so then it's like a few of you, including couples will please come forward and form a circle around the altar. There's a witness couple that will sit up there during the ceremony and then they'll like be used as examples yeah. to show it to the room. And I know a lot of couples volunteer to do that because that's the only way they can sit together. Yeah. Because it's separated. 
right? Yeah, it's separated. Guys are on the right, girls on the left. Mm-hmm. So then they invite the witness couple at the head of the altar and then an equal number of brothers and sisters to join us in the circle, any receiving their own personal endowment and any who are about to be married or especially invited to join us in the prayer circle at this time. Ew. Yep. And then <laughs> the audio re- recording comes back and it says, only the best of feelings should exist in the circle. If any of you have unkind feelings toward any member of this circle, you are invited to withdraw so that the spirit of the Lord may be unrestrained. I forgot about that. Yeah, they do say that. <laughs> so if you're in a fight with your husband. I guess. If you want to <laughs> murder someone in the circle, get out. <laughs> like, it's wild. That's so weird. Yeah. And then in the circle, you make all the signs of all the tokens of the holy priesthood. Okay, so then the narrator, the audio recording is going off again. And so then, um, oh, that's what it is. Okay, (laughs) this is confusing because they made it confusing, right? So there's the name of the token, the sign of the token, and then the token itself. Okay, so the sign of the token is when you like... This one is, it's just so weird because there's things you do where you like lift your arm up. To the square, right? Yeah, you lift your hand. I know that one. Bring the right arm to the square and the palm of the hand to the front. The fingers closed together and the thumb extended. This is the sign. And then the name of the token is the new name received in the temple today. So it's like, it's just too much. Yeah, it's really confusing. I've like heard all the like the lingo, but it's, it like means nothing to me. Yeah. I'm sure it would help if I went through, but. I mean, no. I went through oh, it. That's true. Doesn't really help me. But yeah, it's just like, what? It is really fucking weird. And so then, anyway, I'll just skip forward to the, okay. now you'll make the sign of the second token of the Melchizedek priest at the patriarchal grip, or sure sign of the now. <laughs> this is done by raising both hands high above the head and while lowering the hands, repeating three times the words, oh God, hear the words of my mouth. So then everyone is standing in the circle around the altar. Going like this. And then you like, above- you lift your arms up and you go, Oh God, hear the words of my of my mouth. Oh God, hear the words of my mouth. Ew. Oh God, hear the words of my mouth. Yeah, it's that's uncomfy. Yep. Oh yeah, and so then that's when they bring out the the sack of names. Um, <laughs> the sack of names. Sorry, that's fine. Um, and then they're like these. This is a list of names of persons who are sick or otherwise afflicted, who are who we are requested to remember in our prayer. They place the list upon the altar and request the faith of those pres- present in behalf of these persons. And then it says, the sisters in the room will please veil their faces. Each brother in the circle will take the sister at his left by the right hand in the patriarchal grip. Each of you bring your left arm to the square and rest it upon the shoulder or arm of the person at your left. <sighs> anyway. So then they give a prayer, and then you have to repeat the prayer so as he like says a, it. It's like a written one. Oh, I, I guess so. Okay. Um, it just says, so then like the the officiator, like the temple worker, kneels at the altar, makes the sign of the second token of the Aaronic priesthood, and then the prayer is spoken by the sporker who decides its form and content. So he speaks a few sentences at a time, which are repeated in unison by the patrons at the, in the in the circle at the altar. And then after the prayer, the patrons release the grip. The offici- the temple worker rises, and the audio recording resumes. And then there is like kind of a breakdown of like 
the veil of the temple and like the the marks that we talked about but yeah there's like the navel mark the knee mark and the mark of the square and the mark of the comp it's all just bullshit yeah it's just too much Mm -hmm. but they apparently mean something (laughs) so i don't know um still a mystery well, maybe not so much after True. the rest of this uh, <laughs> little <laughs> episode. So the initiatory is like a separate ceremony from the endowment. Because yeah. that's where you get your new name. Yeah. So you can, you might have heard people who were like, oh, I went to the temple to give it, to do initiatories because it's yeah. faster. Okay. So you can go and receive the new name mm-hmm. for multiple people. Yeah. And then leave. Um, okay. So or you can do the endowment or you can do both. initiatories and an endowment, I think. Okay. Gotcha. So it's kind of like baptisms and then confirmations. Yeah. It's like two. Okay. Um, interesting. So how long does the initiatory take? Like 45 minutes. Like if you, I think... Like, I think that's, you could still do a couple. Because you can just, like, go around in the room. Yeah. Because it's all one room, just, like, separated by curtains. Yeah. Hmm. And someone else can be in there, too, getting, like, the first part done, and you're in the second part. Mm -hmm. And then, like, whatever. It's strange. That's really weird. And then the endowment takes, like, three hours. Yeah. Because there's three rooms, and every room is, like, an hour. Is that what it is? I mean, well, I would say the first room is, like, an hour and a half, and the second room is, like, an hour and then it okay and then you just like sit in the yeah. in the celestial room for yeah. however long you want yeah because the first room takes the longest i think be- mostly because you have to watch an hour video yeah huh. it's just unnecessary we like know how the earth was created yeah we it's get just, it like, a whole fucking thing we get it god created the world yeah <laughs> in seven days <laughs> yeah so it was just kind of i don't know i only did it a handful of times and i remember when I went into the celestial room after, I was like, what the fuck was that? And <laughs> um, I remember, like, my family came up to me. They were like, so what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I just wasn't really expecting that. Um, you know, but yeah, knowing that temple prep doesn't tell you anything yeah. about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just like, what's the point of temple prep? There's not a there's not a point. It's just <laughs> another way to keep you docile and to do and to follow their orders. Yeah. Like it would be one thing if it was actually prep, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know many people who did temple prep and had the same reaction. Yeah. Like I had the 45 minute crash course. I feel like that's all I needed. But some people spent six weeks, yeah. an hour at a time. Yeah, learning. Learning nothing. nothing. I mean, there's no reason to do temple prep. And the ceremony is really strange. I yeah. can't lie. Yeah. I need to watch the videos again. Yeah. It's, it's just very interesting. Because, yeah, like, I was told my whole life, you know, that's that's the expectation yeah. And then just to like hear how it actually is is kind of wild. So. Yeah, and I know it used to say um not too long ago. Let's see, it looks like like 2019. Mm-hmm. They made some changes to the um ceremony in the temple. 
And these were like very small changes. And I remember a lot of people being like, this is a win. But like, not really. (laughs) Okay. So previously, women had to promise to hearken to their husbands as the husbands hearken directly to the Lord. And men were basically intermediaries between women and God in the temple. In the movie that I referenced, it's like Adam and Eve. It's like the creation of the earth and then (laughs) Adam and Eve and Satan and stuff. In the original movie, Eve like doesn't talk at all. She just is there. And I would say she plays a rather major role, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, And Satan was just like fucking going to town just talking so much (laughs) so it says the role of eve was expanded who previously had no dialogue after the expulsion from eden and is now purportedly more loquacious than satan what (laughs) yeah i was like okay wax a little too poetic here buddy for people who don't know loquacious means tending to talk a great deal So she just is more talkative than Satan. Yeah. And then women and men covenant together to serve God with the same promises. But previously they covenanted separately with slightly different wording. Wait, so which one was in 2019 again? This was all in 2019. Oh, this is all in Yeah, they did it all at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's my understanding. I could be wrong, but this religionnews.com website. (laughs) Um, And then it also says that there some of the other changes include a simplification of ritual clothing and how it's used. I don't know what that means because this happened after I was done. A shorter overall length to the ceremony with some repetitive language eliminated or changed because people are probably like, I don't have time to do this. Yeah. A different temple movie that is primarily composed of still shots with narration rather than a live action film. And then gender equality in the language of the sealing ceremony where the bride and groom now apparently make the same promises to each other. Because before it was the bride made promises to her husband. Yeah. And the husband made promises to the Lord. Cool. Yep. And then this article also says that the revised endowment ceremony opened with a statement from church leaders that advises members not to discuss the fact that changes have been made at all. (laughs) What? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, 2019, that's pretty late to make things more equal. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is. And what's funny is like, they're always like, you can't talk about what happens in the temple. You can't talk about it. You can't talk about it. Yeah. It makes a little more sense that the te- that the church would be like, don't share the signs, names and tokens, whatever. But like to say, like, don't even tell people that we made changes at all. It's just like, okay. That's weird. It's just even more unnecessary secrecy. Anyway, <laughs> so. When did Russell become the president again? 2018. Okay. Hmm. I feel like so many things have changed since he became the prophet. Yeah, and not necessarily for the better. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I just think like, I just, I yeah, it's just funny how it's like, there's bishop roulette, but there's also prophet roulette. Mm-hmm. Like, is the prophet going to just like be the guy who just follows all the rules that were previously made? Or is the prophet going to look at the numbers and be like, we're losing members. Let's make some slight changes that might keep people. And say it was from God. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like that's what Russell does. Yeah, I think that's what Russell is doing. I fucking hate that he shares my dad's name. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's offensive. Anyway, so it's just kind of like you ask for a sandwich, here are some crumbs. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah, and people are like, this is a win. Yeah, they're like, we got to take what we can. It's like, no. No, don't settle for the bare fucking minimum. Truly. And I feel like that isn't even... 
the bare minimum. I feel like that's 50 steps down <laughs> from the bare yeah. minimum. And yeah. then to just like not even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking weird. And I was going to say about Russell, like they know that oh, numbers yeah. are de- like rapidly declining. Yeah, they know. You know. And that's why there's been so many changes because they're trying to keep people in, indoctrinate the youth yeah. so they don't leave. It's nuts. It is. <laughs> and and there was this, I've, I've referenced it before in previous episodes, but there's a memoir that I read about someone who used to work for the church um, in church headquarters. And she said that after the 2015 exclusion policy that came out, there was a massive, mm-hmm. massive amount of people that removed their records from the church. Yeah. And that's why they reversed it. Yeah. Like, God wasn't just like, yeah, let's do this. And then he's like, mm, just kidding. Never mind. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, but they're always whoops. like, this God's is from timing. God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with the blacks and the priesthood. Yeah. Hundred percent timing. Yeah, no, like we can't question racist. God's timing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. Isn't God all knowing? Mm-hmm. Why would God need to follow society? Yeah, and he also created like, all of us, <laughs> exactly. aka society. Yeah, and it's it's so funny, like how far behind the church is. We're kind of getting off track, but like <laughs> with like the blacks and the priesthood issue, like the civil rights movement was like ten years or something before. Yeah. they were like, oh, never mind. You guys can have the priesthood now. Yeah. I can't remember the exact date. Yeah, it was, was, in, the, it was 19... in the 60s when the blacks got the priesthood. I think yeah. it was 1978. That? that sounds right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Because in the Book of Mormon musical, they're like, and in 1978, God changed his mind about black people. <laughs> yeah, literally. So that, yeah, that, I remember that now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so like a good long while before the church was finally like, okay, you guys can have it. <laughs> Anyways, yes. and they weren't able to go to the temple for a long time too, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. And this just reminds me of um the episode with White Cat. He referenced going to the temple with like the ch- before they made the changes. Mm-hmm. And he like felt weird about it, but he was like, "Okay, this is like, you know, he had to do some mental gymnastics to justify justify it." it. And brain, then yeah. and then they just changed it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay, so it wasn't necessary this whole time. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just, it just. Suspicious if you ask me. Yeah. It just feels <laughs> rough. Anyway. So that's the that on <laughs> the LDS temple ceremony. Um, my experiences and just kind of like a basic run through of what it is. Like I said earlier, the next episode we'll be discussing more about informed consent as well as the history of where the LDS ceremony came from. Let's just say that <laughs> and more information about that. Yeah, I'm excited. Me Amy too. did some good research, so. I mean, I guess we'll find out. True. But you've been telling me about it for days. So. I know. I've been, I was really excited when I did it because <laughs> I just did not know. Anyway, so we hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you'll enjoy next episode as well. Make sure to keep an eye out for that. So I'm going to do our manifestation for this week. If... You are thinking about going to a sacred ceremony that no one can tell you about. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a cult, babe. <laughs> it's uh, That's not cool. And you'll learn more about why not in the next episode. But <laughs> basically just, I mean, use your brain. Like, yes. Use context clues. It really shouldn't be this hard to be a patron of a church. Ultimately, you know what's best for you. I wish I had done (laughs) 
that for myself back then, but I didn't. And I thought I was doing what was best for the situation I was in. But now I get to talk about it on this podcast. So I guess it worked out. Yeah. Anyway, but just think for yourself and uh, we love you. Yeah. No. You're gay ants. You're gay ants. <laughs> You're gay internet ants. <laughs> Anyway, that's it for this episode. As always, follow us on Instagram at FHE Podcast. Like, rate, subscribe, etc. on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.